0: Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic Truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe, I'm Deacon Jeff sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. And I am so excited because we have a really cool program today. I don't have Ziggy Rodriguez or Tom Dorian with me today. In fact, I have two much more beautiful guest uh, hosts uh, with me. And I have Jan Courtney. Hi, Jan. you Say hi. Yes, that's a microphone for you. You can use that. Very good. And I have Devaney Cooper. Hello. I am so glad that both of you guys are here. Uh, We're talking about something that's kind of uh, fun to talk about, uh, a great opportunity, but also something that's really important. Uh, in this world that we're in
1: so important
0: yeah extremely important so uh, what we're talking about is uh, a cynical of prayer for priests so the uh saint john vianney cynical for prayer for priests right cynical of prayer for priests, yes, tongue twister for for people like me.
1: A little bit. Some people might recognize it as the foundation of prayer for priests, started yep. by Kathleen Begman. There was a book that came out uh, famously by Sophia Press in 2014, talking about this um, movement of praying for priests. So it's commonly known in most people's dio- most people's diocese as St. John Vianney Cynical.
0: Ah, okay. So that's uh, and of course we all know St. John Vianney is the patron. Patron saint of priesthood, right? And so this uh, makes a a perfect connection there. Uh, And so I, and now that particular book, though, Devonie, you just mentioned. Uh, that was you. You read that. You were quite interested in reading that when you uh, uh, when you first saw it. Why?
1: I was graduating John Paul the Great Catholic University and was studying under Doctor Barber the New Evangelization. And I was so intrigued that all nobody was saying this to me prior to that. All of our energies have to be toward this new evangelization. And at my university, it was all about computers and video cameras but yeah. <laughs> it really i was really stunned to find out through the documents of the church that it's really about introducing the western world to jesus and that he is love yes, yes. and then this book came out with this really attractive cover of from sophia of our lady vesting saint john the apostle in his first vestments oh that is cool oh it's so cool it's such a beautiful icon really um suggest going in looking at it uh and i was i it said Praying for priests, the mission of the new evangelization. And I did experience, and I think Jan can relate to this as well. That's how we kind of came together on this. This experience of this maternity growing in me for praying for priests, nurturing them spiritually through prayers, sacrifices, um, mortifications, and offering that up for their intention. And Kathleen just blew me away by how she lined up everything. Like this call, the new evangelization of fundamental importance is praying for priests. They're the bridge by which people will walk over to See,
0: I, I love that because uh, and when when we heard first heard about the new evangelization it, it was a it was a big deal the first time we heard about it. Still a big deal obviously, but but in terms of like we didn't always see that connection between praying for priests and the new evangelization did. We've been we're
1: missing out and so have they. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> really we're fixing need to be
0: doing that. this. <laughs> we're fixing that now. Jen, you you have been involved in the Diocese of Memphis in, in all kinds of different things. You're very active in the in the pro life. I mean, you, you are so in so many different places. You're you're a, I guess technically you'd be a church lady. Is that is that what I, <laughs> what I said, what, Is that the right way to describe you? Yes. You're, you're a wonderful person, and, and the things that you get involved in, and you're so passionate. Uh, and so, tell me what it is about uh, the priesthood that you that you just you felt this need uh, to to work on uh, this uh, the praying for priests.
2: I think it was Devaney's excitement at um, St. Lucy's dinner at, at uh, St. Louis Church that excited me. She just...
0: Yeah, Devaney uh, ex- gave a talk. I don't know when it was, but it was on this topic.
2: It was on that topic on spiritual maternity, and it just lighted a fire in me because I've always just held priests in such high esteem, so I put it on the back burner, was taking care of my husband because he was very ill. Mm. And after he passed away, I had lots of time on my hands, but I especially kept getting um, um, an idea uh, just kept popping up in my head that I needed to um, uh, further this apostolate or whatever you want to call it that um, i had heard about through devony about three years ago so i i also read the book praying for priest and got in touch with kathleen beckman and it was nothing that where i would have to reinvent the wheel it was already laid out what prayers how to how to format it and it was just so easy so then i went to our pastor and asked him for approval to have it at our church and he was very open to it and it just it's just like the holy spirit was just laying don't you love it
0: when a plan comes together that's yeah it's so beautiful yeah it's so beautiful to see that devony why why is this concept of uh like a a spiritual maternity explain that to to folks because a lot of people Miss that connection, especially some of our separated brothers and sisters who don't really have that relationship with Mary and understand her role in, in essentially ushering in salvation <laughs> through her womb and just this idea of spiritual maternity. Uh, and how is that? That uh, explain what it is about that that's so um, so beautiful.
1: Sure. Uh, So, the congregation for the clergy, all those priests in the Vatican who decide about priests, (laughs) um, that's my intellectual (laughs) explanation of what that is, Um, so they released a document in 2008 and 2012 to the whole world um, breaking open this concept of spiritual maternity, and they said the vocation to be a spiritual mother for priests is largely unknown, scarcely understood, and consequently rarely lived notwithstanding its fundamental importance. It's a vocation that is frequently hidden, invisible to the naked eye, but meant to transmit spiritual life. And we see that in the example of Our Lady in Our Lord's life and in the ministry of the early church. She gave life. The woman's body gives life. It receives what the um generativeness of the man gives to her, God the Father is giving to her, and it nurtures it. It brings it forth, it prays for it, it feeds it, physically yes. and spiritually. And so we it's as nece- women- It's
0: necessary. Oh, right? It's yes. necessary to the process.
1: Absolutely. And so I always tell people, they're like, oh, we need priests. We need to pray for a priestly vocation. And I'm like, yeah, but if you don't have consecrated women in your diocese, or you don't have these groups of women praying, you will not have the life of the priesthood in your diocese. Amen.
0: That, and that's you so powerful. You need the woman. You and need you, the woman, you know. And a lot of times, a lot of people don't miss this uh, in the scriptures. When you look at the Gospels, you find out that it's the especially many of the widows were essentially financing the whole operation. Right? There were women who were, and it wasn't just about the money. There were women who were, uh, you know, working with Jesus and and those apostles and and helping them to do what they did. They saw the value. They realized, uh, and so and, and we see spiritual uh, maternity in that process even. Uh, As as well, how powerful that is.
1: Amen. And it doesn't just end with the early church. The Congregation for the Clergy went on to tell women that in. Independent of age or social status, any woman can be a spiritual mother. And this type of motherhood isn't only for mothers of families, but it's possible for unmarried girls, widows, um, like you just mentioned, Deacon, or for someone who's ill. It's especially pertinent for missionaries and religious sisters who are offering their lives entirely to God for the sanctification of others. John Paul, he looked at Little Blessed Jacinta. Many people Mm -hmm. remember Fatima. And we remember that John yeah. Paul II was attacked, and I think it was 1980.
0: I don't the, remember the year. Was, but Yes, it was because also uh, Ronald Reagan, I think, got shot. Yes, uh, Providencia.
1: Then. Yeah, and he was shot, and he attributed his being saved to Our Lady of Fatima, but also he told um, publicly, "I also express my gratitude to Little Jacinta of Fatima for the sacrifices and prayers she offered for the Holy Father, who she saw suffered greatly." This was a six-year-old girl, but we don't talk about this to our mm. daughters. We, as women, have such an incredible power in that feminine genius that he termed for us to pray and to sacrifice and to really take these souls into ourselves and offer ourselves for them. Um, and I mean, little Jacinta, the Holy Father said, she's the reason.
0: Out of the mouths uh, of babes. Out of
1: the mouths of babes. <laughs> and the power of these little ones. Um, the woman and her prayers are so powerful when united with her oh, Lord.
0: That, that, and that's a that, that's beautiful sentiment. And also, again the earlier statement you said from them this is it's it's highly unknown I mean it's just not something that people think about and so I love the fact that we're able to bring this forward now uh, because it's such an opportunity because if you look at the world right now uh, we look at the state of vocations in the church in the United States and around the world they're suffering uh, I think the Diocese of Memphis is kind of reasonably okay but not healthy by a long shot not like we're not looking at ourselves going like hey we're good Uh Everyone struggles, and there's many, many unhealthy dioceses in the United States, especially, and I know around the world that are suffering for lack of of priests. And a lot of times, people think that we need to. Uh, th- there are things that we can do, talking to young men and encouraging them, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. But it's not just about the the words that we say to these young men young men. It's the prayers that are be being offered on their behalf, and then also for our holy priests to be. Uh, to be holy priest, right to be sanctified to be, uh, to be holy examples for these young men. Uh, and that's something Janet in the, in the world that we're looking, the priesthood uh, you, you, you have so many uh, great priest friends. you support so many priests You're, well I was just at a birthday uh, a party last night for our pastor that you organized. Uh, Daphne was there as well uh, and, and it's such a beautiful sentiment. Why is it so important that we pray for our priests?
2: My only answer is that they are probably under such attack in the culture that we're living in that they need our support. There's so many that are not recognized. They do so much for us. They're on call twenty-four-seven. I just think that they just need to be shown that they are appreciated, that they're honored. Just yeah, because.
0: And, but but at the same, you you said under attack and 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 uh, in, by the culture, but. You know, what is the culture being controlled by? right? So there's there there's definitely a, a, a dark uh, a thing that's going on that, that we need to be very concerned about it. There's just a lot of difficulty. This is a this is a very scary time for us in in the the world. you know, as a as a father of nine, I, I, I worry about the world that uh, that my children are, are inheriting, you know. Uh, and And so seeing these priests at work in this world, they're not going to be able to do it just uh, without any help. They've got to have help, right? And so this, that's why I'm fascinated by this uh, spiritual maternity concept where it's, it's, it's supernatural. So, Devany, what is it about the spiritual maturity, uh, maturity, maternity uh, that really is going to help combat uh, like some of the evil in the world that's going on?
1: Well, Father John Harden said, but the pressures are experienced by priests with a violence such as no one else but a priest can understand. Mm. He said, one saint after another has declared that the devil's principal target on earth is the Catholic priest. And we, that's why we need to be praying for them. But if we believe in the power of prayer, um, that is something we can do. The Spirit is doing something here. I think, Jan, you experience it in many of the women that come to you wanting to participate in this, mm-hmm. right? right? There's this tug happening in our hearts. The Spirit is not leaving the priest abandoned. He's pulling on the hearts of men and women because we've had men come to the cynical, that spiritual fatherhood of wanting to pray for their their spiritual sons and their, their other spiritual fathers, their spiritual yes. father. There's, there's this... Um, paternity and maternity that is that the spirit is coaxing in us and it's bringing together these cynicals there is power in prayer the priest needs it and we can do it and i think we as laity are experiencing that we we have people approaching us saying this has been on my heart i haven't had a word for it i felt like i needed to offer something for him i i something's happening here that's the name for it it's spiritual maternity and spiritual paternity um and it's powerful
0: that's amazing and you know what and again it's something that I think is overlooked because I, I again I, I don't want to be too negative but this is a world that I think in in many uh, respects especially some of our younger folks have just given up on God they don't they don't believe in God they don't really uh, they they may believe in some higher power but it's it's becoming more and more diffused and and murky in terms of what they actually believe we have so many what what they call spiritual nuns you know the NONES is the people that just they don't really have they may think they have a spiritual life but really they're tuning into friendships and love and nature and and, and re- these those kind of things and that's that's where they're putting their lock and stock and they're not really thinking about god and so this idea of 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 prayer, Devaney, that you bring up is so powerful, uh, and there's so many examples in Scripture when we talk about prayer. And and I, I remember one of the most powerful images is uh, the 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 four men that lower their friend down. They cut a hole in the roof, right? They they they, they lower a man down in front of Jesus because they couldn't get to him, so that that their friend could be healed and. And Jesus doesn't look at that man and go like, well, let me ask you about your faith, and what do you believe, and do you believe me? It was because of, he said, because of the faith of those four friends, that because of their intercession, that's why he was healing that man. And we stop and think about all of these uh, women from six-year-olds uh, to beyond, mm-hmm. right? In all different states of life, and this idea of um, an innate motherhood in every woman, Right, just by her very design, mm-hmm. uh, and how that can be put to use uh, in an intercessory way to to the benefit of the priests.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How beautiful is that?
1: It's beautiful, and that's what you said it very beautifully as well, Deacon.
0: Well, so uh, there are probably some people listening thinking, like, oh, I, I really, I, maybe I could do that. Um, Jan, I, I love that you mentioned in that book that it wasn't like you didn't have to reinvent the wheel. Right? It was pretty easy, you said, to kind of look at that book. What was the title of the book again?
2: Uh, Praying for Priest by Kathleen
0: Beckman. Yeah, so you can find that book, I'm <laughs> sure, at any of your good Catholic bookstores. Um, and and so uh, finding more about that is something that you think that pretty much anybody can kind of get started? Yes. Right? It, what So what, what was the first thing you did? You called her, or you contacted Kathleen Beckman. You went right to the source. <laughs> Uh, was she was 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 a good conversation? How did that go?
2: It was a great conversation, and we've had conversations in follow up to see how I'm doing. If everything that we are doing at the um, Memphis Cynical is in line with the Foundation for Priests, since they are over us, their our umbrella, which which is great with me. But Kathleen has just been. Um, Just so welcoming, so comforting and reassuring, because we are still a a fledgling apostolate, but thank goodness that um, we have uh, a deacon and a priest in our cynical and um, it's just good to have that type of support but we've also got the the Bishop David Talley's support as well so everything is just um, falling in line for it to to move forward which is really comforting for me because I just um, approached this with such apprehension but um, I have received nothing but um, affirmation that this is something that is needed and and I am. I'm just so glad that that we have so, so much support from the clergy.
0: Yes, in our in our <clears throat> Ignatian spirituality, we call it consolations. You're you're receiving <laughs> uh, this this uh, very uh, beautiful fruit that that's saying that things are. You're going down the right path, and that's a that's a beautiful thing. And I would remind folks, it is a good thing to have. Uh, the support of the clergy, right, but certainly, but certainly the support of your bishop before you launch in and do something like this and i, I don 't know that any bishop 's going to say, "Oh no, no, we don 't want any prayers we, we really don 't want you women doing this uh, for us, uh, but so I know you're you 're going to get the support, but really having the the local church 's support uh, is going to help in terms of uh, allowing this to grow and really bear fruit uh, in what you 're doing. How have the priests been i mean you 've had interactions with some of the priests. Uh, during the, uh, the during this, how the priests responded to this?
2: The priests have responded really well. In fact, one of our local priests um, in Germantown um, allowed us to have um, a mass in honor of Saint John Vianney on his feast day on August fourth, and we had um, a church full of people that were praying. We had a church full of people praying the rosary before the mass, and it was just so overwhelming our cynical is about um 20 to 25 people uh twice a month so to see a church full of people is just it's just overwhelming i was just on cloud nine
0: that uh, is beautiful and you know there's a lot of people that might be a little pessimistic about the state of the church and might think i just, i i uh when i went and saw i went to a seek conference one time you know in san antonio and when you see like 10 or twelve thousand young people just on fire for Jesus I mean it's just it was life-changing for me to see that and in the same way just something in a local parish or a local diocese when you see um, several hundred people come together with that goal of supporting the priesthood right that's a that's a powerful image for especially for people who might um, uh, might be just a little pessimistic about the state of things.
1: And it's one that our Lord honors with a promise. He says in the scriptures where two or more are gathered in my name, there I will in hear in their prayer two. and yes. I will answer it. And so it's wonderful for us to be praying a rosary on the way to work for priest, or offering up um, a Snickers bar or cookie for Father <laughs> So-and-so. But to gather together, that has a promise attached to it that our Lord will honor. And we need the promise so desperately in our church right It's now.
0: also a witness, I think. I, I think that other people can recognize, you know, our church is all about... Uh, visible signs, right? It's something that's visible that you can see, and that you can touch, and that you can that you can feel and experience in that way, uh, and and which is backed by supernatural power and grace. And so, there's something beautiful about seeing a church filled with uh, with people. For that common goal, so the the priests, this is obviously benefit benefiting our priests. I, I just I, I think everyone would agree with that. But you're also not just stopping with the priests. You have relationships with the the seminarians as well, right? you're You're encouraging them in this process.
2: Yes, I saw on the Diocese of Tyler website that they had um spiritual adoption of seminarians. so I thought, that's something that we could do as the v Cynical, not to um, be in conflict with anything that the Sarah Club does, because that's pretty much their uh, thing is right um, praying for seminarians and praying for vocations. But I thought we could do something similar where we spiritually adopt a seminarian, um, let them know that we're praying for them. We've got 13 here in the diocese, which I am just thrilled about. Um, and so what we did was we uh, worked with the vocations office once again getting their approval that's to right do you something. want to work with
0: the local vocations office yes. make sure that you're not doing something that uh is going to like mess up some other kind of plan they got going on
2: right and um got their approval What they did was just so overwhelming, just gives me goosebumps, but they had some cardstock bookmarks printed up Mm -hmm. with each seminarian's picture on it, um, a little bit of biographical information about each seminarian, how to contact them, either via email or snail mail. And on the back is one of the most beautiful prayers for seminarians that I've ever seen. And so we have over 50 people that are praying for these seminarians and it's I have heard from them, and they are just, they are overwhelmed at the yeah, prayers. I, I was
0: recently, uh, at, I think it was at uh, Holy Rosary, I was at a mass. Afterwards, I saw people huddled up, and I went up there, and they were like exchanging these little bookmarks. It was like, it reminded me as a kid trading baseball cards. And it's like, I'll give you two Chris Fagans for one Andrew Rafanti. You know, it's like, <laughs> not to say anything about Chris, but he's half as good as Andrew. I'm just saying, it was just fun, it was It was it was more than fun it was encouraging it was spiritually uplifting to see people take the interest they that they do in, in the seminarians to support them and this is the perfect forum for for that to happen uh that's that's so wonderful so devon if someone wants to find out more about uh all of this stuff what they're in a diocese now that maybe doesn't have or they're not even aware whether it's happening or not where would they go to find out any kind of information like this is it uh is it simple to find out more stuff
1: Yeah, it actually, she's made it, Kathleen has done a really good job at making this easy. So they can go online to foundationforpriest.org, and it has uh, the history of the Foundation for Priest, how it started, how they can get started, how they can get in touch with Kathleen. Um, They are... Um, Welcome, too, to read her book, Praying for Priests by Sophia Institute. That is a very good book that will give them a lot of inspiration and a lot of knowledge um, behind the inspiration to articulate to their pastor why this is so important. Um, and that would be where I'd recommend starting.
0: And there's also um, a, a, the Viennese Cynical has a Facebook page, Viennese Cynical. So at Viennese Cynical, uh, which promotes the priesthood both locally, nationally, and internationally, it also shares information about events that the Cynical sponsors. So there's there's a lot of stuff out here. And so, uh, by the way, uh, you know, Cynical is one of those words that I think we as Catholics just start kind of throwing it around. People don't always know. I mean, it, it comes from the Latin cena, which is dinner. Right. And and cynical, by definition, is really just any group that's gathered together. So whether it's a convent or an order or just a group of people like minded kind of coming together. And in our context, coming together to pray, to support uh, in in a way. Also, another definition of it is it's also what people have said is the the upper room where the Last Supper took place. And so that's the hence the dinner uh, part of this. So there's something very spiritual and profound about a, a, a cynical of prayer. Uh, and and what you ladies are are accomplishing and what you're doing. And and, uh, I pray that that you continue to do this because it's the kind of thing that we, I think we desperately need. Um, If you were to offer like just one more little nugget or piece of advice to someone who's thinking about maybe uh, how to spiritually adopt seminarians or how to pray for their priests, uh, and also for the men as well. I love spiritual paternity. Uh, is also uh, anyone can get involved in this. What would what would you what would you say to someone listening who's kind of on the on the borderline of kind of doing something?
2: I would say uh, read the book. the The book is not so above your uh, theological. Um, uh, borderline that you, you can't understand it. It's written so simply that you can understand it. It gives you, gave me a lot of confidence on how, how to start it. Um, the foundation, go to the Foundation of Prayer for Priest website. They have
0: brochures. org right?
2: Uh, right. And they have brochures um, that are so beautiful um, that you can download or um, they can send you some. Um, but but just keep on praying. Ask St. John Vianney to, to give you the confidence. If you think that you have that seed that's growing, just work with him. He, I mean, he's our, our best intercessor along with the Blessed Mother to, to help us.
0: Beautiful. Devany, uh, any, any, any words of encouragement on spiritual maternity and paternity and why our church so desperately needs this particular action at this particular time?
1: I would just like to share a quote by one of Kathleen's favorite saints, and it's um, a new saint. She's a Blessed right now, Blessed Conchita in Mexico. She said that there are some souls who receive ordination um, by a priestly anointing, but then there are others who do not have the dignity of ordination, yet have a priestly mission. Mm. And they offer themselves united to me. This is what Jesus told Conchita. They offer themselves united to me, and these souls help the church in a very powerful way. You will be the mother of a great number of spiritual children. Yet they will cost your heart the death of a thousand martyrs. Bring yourself as an offering for the priest. Unite your offering with my offering to obtain graces for them. This isn't easy. Maternity and paternity is never easy. If you've ever had biological children, you know it through and through. Um, but take hope in our Lord's day. united to him. Um, you have a mission.
0: So beautiful. Ladies, thank you so much for sharing this St. John Vianney Cynical of Prayer for Priests happening in Memphis and happening all over the place. Let's ask our Blessed Mother